You're listening to the Banner Church Podcast, recorded in Scottsdale, Arizona. Thank you so much for listening. For more information, visit us online at thebannerchurch.com. This is really cool. We're doing this series, uh, This Is Jesus, we're starting. And if you didn't see it in the video, we were trying to, you know, I tell the creative team, like, hey, here's this idea of really showing, oh, man, this might have to come down for me. I'm louder than maybe everyone in the church. <laughs> um uh, when we were trying to talk about the series and talk about this idea of showing the beauty of the supernaturals, we go through the book of John together and uh, the miraculous, it's Jesus Christ. I love uh, what you see in scripture, which is fully man, fully God, and kind of like this just mashup of grit and glory that is Jesus Christ. And uh, I, I love that about, you know, one side being so clearly like the vessel, and then she put, I don't know how you didn't cut your hands open doing this, because I, I think I cut myself already on it. Um, this really beautiful just combination of the royal and the supernatural. And so I just wanted to say thank you to Allie. Thank you to Chandler and, uh, and to Carson and the whole team that put this together. You guys did really a great job, so I'm really thankful for you. Just creative people doing cool stuff. I love that. That's awesome. Those are like the good texts you get when you're away. Like, look at this cool thing you made. Not like... My family's falling apart, you know. <laughs> we like those ones about bases. So, uh, but yeah, excited to be back today. Honestly, if I say something off the cuff like the thing I just said, um, and or forget something, give me grace because I, I think it's yesterday at 4 p.m. for me. I don't even know what day it is. Um, but it's what? It's the next day at. Okay, who knows? The Lord knows. <laughs> Point number one. No, I'm just joking. Um, but we're excited to be back, excited to be with you. Uh, had an incredible trip to Bangkok uh, to see what the Lord is doing. For those that don't know, Katie and I went to uh, Bangkok, Thailand to visit with Dana and Bridget, who were the, uh, were the lead pastors here, who were like really honestly spiritual family to us that we partnered with in relaunching this church. And I love the mission statement, Love, Disciple, Send. But the hardest part is send, if we're going to be honest. Love's easy. Discipleship can be difficult. Send is, like, the toughest. But what's cool is that God just, like, grows his kingdom, and then you, then you just have friends all over that are doing ministry. So we as a church, we heavily support them. You heavily support them, us together. And uh, we sent them over there to be a part of really relaunching and revitalizing that church in Bangkok, Thailand. So Katie and I went to visit, and I have to say, Bangkok is the craziest city I've ever been to. Of all the cities I've been to, Bangkok has got to be the most unhinged place I've ever been. Um, but it was cool. It was crazier to me than Tokyo, uh, which is also kind of a crazy town. But, uh, and it was fun. It was amazing. Honestly, the Thai people are some of the friendliest people I've ever met, um, some of the nicest people I've ever met, most welcoming people that I've ever met. Um, and it was really cool to see the ministry that was happening there. Uh, because Dane and Bridget, they lead a church called ICA, uh, and it's in Bangkok. It's in the heart of Bangkok. It's in the Ekamai uh, area. Like, there really isn't, like, downtown. It's just all downtown, and then it's jungle. So, uh, so right downtown. And, uh, and leading this church, and it's, it's just an alive church. It's, it's so amazing to see what God is doing. It's so amazing to see. So uh, we went, and we met. We went to their building. And it's funny, you know, we're always harder on our stuff than we are, you know, on other people's. And they're like, okay, you know, they're trying to, like, prepare us. We went in, and it's amazing. It's so cool. And I don't mean amazing, like, 
the best this and the best that. I mean, amazing because the spirit of God is just so obviously there. Right, like you walk in and you're like, oh, yes, awesome. Let's just do church now. I know it's Saturday and it's the afternoon and the only people here are the security guards and the office worker, but let's just do it, like altar call right now. The spirit of God is just so there and, and the location's great. It's amazing. And we just started uh, learning and growing and talking about and for years, you know, Dana and I have been talking about what it means to be a Banner Church family together, Bangkok in here. And even before I came down, just talking and dreaming together about this church and uh, and just thinking about the future. And so it was crazy to be there. And so we spoke at the service. And um, I'm a, a, like an, an aggressive person or a loud person. Uh, but, <laughs> but we spoke at the service and, and shared. And it was amazing to see God move. And so we shared about being present in the process and talking about really what we as a church have been talking about um, at, when we did our Dreamer series and this idea of uh, of believing God and walking through the promise and staying present in the process and, and trying to get to this, this destination where God has called us but being part of that process. And it was amazing to see the hunger and thirst of people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so people came down and the, the altar was flooded and, and you know, there, there's a different sense of like rushing out to catch a game or things. But it's, it's what I've seen here at our church too is just a desire to be in the presence of God. And so Katie and I had time just to prophesy over people. We're giving words by the Holy Spirit for people. We're praying for people. Uh, we saw some amazing things broken over people's life, uh, people that had just been racked by depression and, and, and all kinds of things in isolation, and there's just stories like you wouldn't believe, and there's just a hunger in Bangkok for the Lord. There's just a hunger for it. They show up before the service even starts, and they're worshiping to the background music that's playing before because they're so hungry for it. Because I think... When, when you've had that transformation where you encounter the power of the Holy Spirit, it just wrecks you for anything else, you know? And, and it's cool for me to see both here and in Bangkok really what the Lord's doing. And, and it's cool to see in Bangkok when we were there at this church, there's people from Thailand, people from Pakistan, India, every, almost every African country you could name, Sierra Leone, Kenya, Nigeria. I mean, there's people just from all over the place gathered in this church. I think it's over 40 different nations are represented. Uh, they had a translator translating in Persian, and so I was trying to, like, make sure that I went at the right time, but he was amazing and, like, the smartest guy I've ever met, and translating into Persian for a whole bunch of people in the back, and it was just incredible to see and be encouraged that what you are supporting when you give faithfully to missions is something cool. I mean, it's amazing. It's not just cool. It is groundbreaking, life-changing kind of stuff. So after the service, we taught um, a leadership seminar, which, like, you know, I don't know what I have that Dana didn't already have to teach them, but uh, we shared there and uh, shared really about um, the desert season and how important it is to not skip the desert season. I'll share a little bit more about that uh, for leaders, but it's just so crucial in leadership, and my wife shared, and it was amazing because she's gifted. But um, after this, we did a, we did a prayer walk in an area called Siloam, and Siloam um, has a couple things going on. It's a, it's a hub for a lot of, like, gems, and uh, he kept saying treasures, so that's the best word I could say, a lot of uh, resources. But it's also uh, one of the largest red light areas, so the, the most, like, historic kind of, like, red light uh, district areas people go to are in Siloam, uh, big tourist area, but it's also... Um, 
just like the whole rest of the city. It, it's a big area for all kinds of people from all over the world. So there's a big uh, Pakistani um, area there, and it's just all these things just kind of like mashing and stacked on top of each other, and it's 100 million degrees, and they're just all here. And so we went together, and we just went to different places and began to pray because um, there, we're just believing for another site there so that there would be Ekamai, and then we'd have Siloam, and so being a part, and, and we're all a part of this together is in supporting and sending, and we're going to send a team there next year to be a part of this to really put a site right in Siloam. And so uh, we went to this building, and, it, and it, I'm going to show you a video, and it looks um, gnarlier than it is because it's under construction. So when we walked in, like 10 rats scattered um, <laughs> out into the alley, and we're like, oh, cool. And we all, like, got on this elevator and went up. But it's just because it's under construction, so I don't want you to be like, what are you, where were you when you did this? Um, but it's right down in, down in Siloam. And so what we did is we went and prayed, and then we prayed over this very specific spot where they teach English as a way to interact and uh, encounter um, women who are in sex trafficking. And one of the resources that they use to teach English is the Bible. So they're teaching them English, and as they're learning English, what they're reading to enhance their English learning is like a book, but it's a book called the Bible. And so they're really great, and it's one of the places that they're praying and believing for, for a site for uh you know, for, for this church, for, for our church family. And so I want to show you, this is Bridget praying over um, this site, if you guys want to play that. So start in just a second. This is all of us praying together. See, people pray out loud. It's nice. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Lord, I just thank you for this place, God. I thank you um, for caring. And Lord, I just pray that your heart will just be with her right now, God. And I pray that no matter if this is a place where we're supposed to be, God, I pray that you will establish it. But Lord, if not, Lord, I just pray blessing on this house and on this ground and on this property. I pray that many people will come to know you, God. I pray for even from the hospital across the street that we will see people uh, be healed and raised up. And it's across the street from one of the largest hospitals in Bangkok. Amen. I mean, we can watch it again if you guys want. <laughs> I'll post it online. You can watch it as many times as you want. Man, I, I, I just love that, honestly. Uh, I had to say, when I was in Thailand, the thing that really hit me, and as I was reflecting on this year, and um, when we were in Thailand, you know, sitting with Dana, and it was one year to the, to the date, really, that Katie and I were installed as lead pastors at Banner Church. So after one year after... Um, Dana and Bridget, you know, handing it over and, and, and us being installed and them preparing and going to Thailand. We were standing in Thailand believing with them for what God was going to do. And I think so much, so much of our life we spend 
and, and I know it's good because we believe for the future, and so we're always talking about what God's going to do, what God will do. But can I just say, I'm just so honored and humbled at what God is doing. Can I say, I'm just so thankful. Like, as your pastor, I'm so proud of this church. I'm, I'm so proud of, uh, of what God is doing here. I'm so thankful because it's all him, but it's through you that he's doing it. And, and as I'm standing in Bangkok, I'm just so thankful to even be there, honestly. It, uh, the whole time I was just like, we got to make sure we work hard enough because I just, I, I'm just so thankful to even be standing there. Because I, I feel so undeserving of that, and yet I'm just seeing God do such powerful things through his church and such powerful transformations. And I'm standing there with our sister church, and as even our church, the size we are and the youngness we are, that we have another church as part of our family in a foreign country is amazing. And I've been around enough churches with other sites and other sisters and other campuses and other places and other relationships to know that this kind of humility and unity does not happen that often. And so to stand there, I was just so humbled, like, God, what you're doing is so amazing. And where we were praying, you could still see the alleyway for the red light district, and you could see the, the, the largest hospital. I was just praying and thinking how God is so strategically planted in Scottsdale and in Bangkok. And what a blessing that that is, that there's no competition, that there's only unity and celebration. And that we all get to celebrate together for every soul, for every transformation, for every restoration, for every redemption, we celebrate. And so we get to celebrate, not even in addition, but in a multiplied scale of what God's doing. And I, I began to think and write down as we were spending some time in the city, you know, all the baptisms that we've had here in Scottsdale, the salvations that we've had here in Scottsdale, the transformations that we've had here. I begin to think about all the things that have happened in the fast and how God has stirred up a hunger for the word. I begin to think about and praise him for, for a, a heart and a desire to seeking his presence that's, that's stirred up and welled up in this church. And what's cool is as I begin to think about that and just pray God for more is that I begin to sit down with Pastor Dana as well and just celebrate what God is doing in both places. And what's amazing to me is what God is doing here, he's doing there. And what God is doing there, he's doing here. That we have one God and one spirit and one church. And if you say, man, I, I wish we could do that, you can. There's no difference. I wish God was doing that. He is. It's the same church. It's not, like, it's not like one gets the Holy Spirit and one gets diet Holy Spirit. You get the whole thing everywhere, fully filled up. And it was cool to sit there. Uh, and, and, you know, what I wanted to share with you this morning is it's just amazing to sit there and sit there with Dana and think back to when we begin to dream together for this church and begin to dream together for the transition and think, like, this is Banner Church. This is the church that we dreamed about. Now, it's not fully there or perfect or obviously, of course, we're a long, long ways from our destination. But to begin to see what God's doing and think like this is the church that we prayed for. And to take a time to actually celebrate that. And then I get so lost with all the things to come, but just celebrate, God, what are you, what are you doing in this church? And it was cool to think a year after, after taking the church to stand back and say, like, this is Banner Church. I had some people ask me, uh, well, why Banner? 
Do you just like, you know, Banner Hospital? You want to, like, cross-marketing? Or just general Google confusion? The answer is no. I didn't even know Banner was a thing until I moved here. Uh, Banner Hospital. Uh, but I think names are symbolic. They're important, right? Uh, I, I think names have meaning. They mean something when you see a name. It stands for something, right? Uh, has anyone ever heard of William Michael Broad? Has anyone ever heard of Billy Idol? Yeah. Same guy. Different name, right? <laughs> oh, how about this? How many of you guys would wear clothes with the name Ralph Lifshitz on it? No? Anyone? <laughs> Nino's like, maybe. <laughs> How about Ralph Lauren? Yeah, that's a, that's a difference. Obviously made a name change to say something a little different, stylistically. Uh, name emphasis. Because uh, I think names are important. When you have a name, it has meaning. And so the banner name has deep meaning for us. It has deep meaning because it carries not only here, locally, but globally. It, it means something to us, even around the world, even all the way in a city that is so different than ours. And uh, the banner name was birthed really in a season of seeking. My wife and I, when we, when we began, and this is just a little backstory, but when we began seeking about moving here from Seattle to Arizona, we were just praying about, God, what do you have? God, what are you trying to do? God, I'm not going to leave my whole family, everything I know, just to turn the crank on generic church. Like, you got to give me something good or else, honestly, I'm just going to stay here and keep getting paid, if I'm going to be honest. It's too hard to just leave and just still turn the crank. So, God, what are you trying to say? And I, and I was led to this passage in Psalm 20, uh, verse 4 through 5, and it says, May he grant your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans, which is good. I like that part. Verse 5, though, says, May we shout for joy over your salvation, and in the name of God, set up our banners. So at the time, I started researching this idea of banner. What does it mean to set up a banner? Because sometimes if I read Scripture, and I'm like, yes, that's good, but what does it mean? And so I begin to research, what does it mean to set up a banner of God? And we research and begin to find all these scriptures having to do with banner. But then when we moved and as our teams come together, we just kind of shelved it and put it aside. And said, all right, God, we feel like you've given this vision, but we're going to kind of set this name down and come, come under authority and, and rest in that and be a part of that. And as the church here, as we begin to relaunch, some of you are a part of that relaunch. You remember meeting with 15 people in a house. Like this, there was like 15 of us in a house. And that's how we, whatever that was, two years ago, not even. And I think back to those times, and we began to pray and say, God, what's new for this season? What are you trying to do around the world? And, and God began to give us a global perspective. And as he did, uh, we went back to this name, Banner, that had been close to Katie and I, and, and began to awaken back up in both of our hearts. And we began to pray and ask about the future. And, and the name Banner comes from this verse. If, if you want to, you can open your Bible to this verse, Isaiah 11.10. And the name Banner comes from this verse. If you want to underline it, you can, but it's a great prophecy. It says this, In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. The root of Jesse let me tell you, the root of Jesse is Jesus. See, Jesse 
From the root of Jesse comes David. And through the line of David comes Jesus. And the root of Jesse is meant to say Jesus. So this is a prophecy that Jesus will stand as a banner for the peoples. And it was meant to give hope to the people in exile in Israel. In Isaiah 62, he says it again, pass through, pass through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Remove the stones. Raise a banner for the nations. He's same context that God's using here in this prophecy about lifting up the banner. Lifting up. The banner is going to be lifted up. Then all people will come. We say, that's great. That's a prophecy for Israel. And can I tell you, I'm thankful that it's not just a prophecy for Israel. John 12, 32, one of my favorite people said this, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. Jesus Christ said, see, I'm going to die. They're going to lift me on a cross. They're going to put me in a grave, and when I'm lifted up, I'm going to draw all people to myself. I'm going to be the banner. Right, when I'm lifted up, I'm going to draw all people from all over the world, not just Jews, but Gentiles, all people under the banner of the victory over death and sin and the grave. I'm going to lift all people up. And so when we say banner, let me tell you what we mean. Jesus is the banner. Jesus is the banner. That means when we say banner church, you know what we're saying? Jesus church. That was already taken, so we got Banner Church. It's an easier URL to get. I just got banner.church. I was very excited about that in Thailand. That was good for me. Those are things that people get excited about. <laughs> but we say Jesus Church. See, when we look at the church on mission, whether it's here or in Bangkok or in Mexico, wherever you might go, you think this is Jesus. When you see a church that's caring, when you see a church that's open, when you see a church that's reaching out and bringing in, when you see a church that's welcoming, you don't think that's a great church. You think this is Jesus. When you see a church that's full of the Holy Spirit and the supernatural power of God is moving, that's Jesus. And so when we say banner church, can I tell you my heart's desire as I'm standing there saying, this is Jesus. This is a Jesus church, and it is important to me. And I felt like God was stirring it up for me to say to you this morning that it is important that we never forget that we're a Jesus church, that that's why we're here, to be a Jesus There's a lot of fun systems that we can do, and I love those things, but we're about the spirit here. We're about Jesus Christ. We're about life. If you see that video, that should resonate in your heart because that's what we're doing here on Wednesdays. I just had uh, someone this morning tell me that's what we want to do in the streets here and go out and do it. That was literally what we were just talking about like two, ten minutes ago, right? <laughs> Is it praying the same thing? It's a Jesus church. Because the church on mission is a Jesus church. Why is it important to be a Jesus church? It's because Jesus brings all people in. Man, that's so important to me. Can I tell you as your pastor, when Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit, he begins to, to get up and speak and to share to the people. And begins to say, he says, he quotes Joel 3 and says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Not just the rich, not just the poor, not the people that think they're good or the people that think they're bad. Not the black or the white. Not the Thai. 
not the African, all people, everyone, not just or just or just or just, but everyone, all people. Jesus brings all people in. See, when Jesus is lifted up in victory, he doesn't say, I'm going to be lifted up for some people or religious people or people have it together or people that smell in a way that you're comfortable with or people that talk in a language that you're comfortable with or people that treat you in a way. I call all people. All people. So if we're a Jesus church, that means that we are calling all people. That means no one's off limits. That means no one's forgotten. That means nobody, I see them as we walk, but I go this way to kind of not not talk to them, but put myself in a place where I kind of don't have to. But all people, we bring them all in. Not just special interests. Can I tell you, I don't want a church full of people like me. My favorite thing being in Thailand was that it was a church full of people not like me. A church full of people like me would be obnoxious. Ask the people that work for me. (laughs) (laughs) but diversity is so key to the kingdom and it's not a good enough excuse as a church to just say well they're not coming they're not coming if they're not invited you got to bring them in you got to bring them in because can I tell you if someone doesn't look like the majority they feel like they're set apart as the minority if they don't look like the majority of people then automatically they're being told well I have not received an invite here I'm not welcome So we have to be productive as being a Jesus church to bring them in. Because we might not be everyone's style, but we will always be accessible to everyone. Right? I mean, like Gianna slays it in worship, but some people might not like that. That's okay. Don't be offended, Gianna. Right? But we'll always invite people in. Amen? And that's who we are. All people. In Bangkok... Um, they, they're starting a group, and I love this, in, in Persian. And they speak uh, Farsi. Correct me if I'm wrong or don't. That's fine. Grace. Um, and uh, that the group meets and shares and grows together, and I, I just love that. And, and it's funny because Katie and I have been praying about starting a group, and we've talked to some people about this, specifically uh, small groups in Spanish. Because um, we we're still working towards and meeting with some people about starting a service in Spanish, which is, was part of our vision night, if you were there, to have a, a service that ministers in Spanish again, just working to be more inclusive and welcoming and open and trying to break down those barriers, right, linguistically. And so as we were praying with Dana, it was just like, man, I love that kind of like connected heart to start, you know, small groups in languages. So um, just real, this isn't in my notes, but if that's something you want to be a part of, we're starting a small group in Spanish (laughs) Uh, next semester when we do small groups and you're welcome to be a part of that. yeah, amen. Thank you, Gina. But I just love this idea of what can we do to be more open, to be welcoming, to bring him in. Because God says all people. And so if there's a population in our city that we're not reaching, then I just want to tell you as a church, we're going to go out of our way to reach them. Like out of our way to welcome, out of our way to bring them in because I want all people. And I want people to see open. I want people to see welcome because that's who Jesus is. And if you're saying, are you sure about all people? Because people, you know, what about this person? They're going to bring in these hard-to-have conversations. Can I tell you, I'm not afraid of hard conversations. I'm not afraid of difficult things. I'm not afraid uh, of things that might come in. I want all people, messy and everything. Luke 5.31, Jesus says to the religious people that say, are you sure, Jesus? You're hanging out with a lot of messy people. Man, if I die, can you put Jesus' description on my tombstone, friend of sinners? I'd just mess with some church people, and that'd be the greatest final thing I did. Uh, (laughs) 
But Jesus says, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have come to call, I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. See, Jesus didn't just come for the people that have it together. He did for the rich and the poor, right? Jesus came from everyone from um, Sierra Leone to Sri Lanka, right, to El Salvador, right, to Scottsdale. He came for everyone and everyone in between, for all people. But I love that he doesn't leave us there. Can I tell you the second thing about the church that I want to encourage you today is that Jesus loves transforming lives. See, Jesus takes you as a mess, but he doesn't want to leave you a mess. He wants to transform your heart and your life. And as a church, I want to encourage you that that's what we're doing. When I look at Banner Church, it's like a state of the union. When I look at Banner Church, what I see is Jesus transforming lives. See, Luke 51 says he didn't come uh, to call the righteous but the sinners. But what does he say he called them to? Repentance. He didn't call them to more sin. He called them to repentance. He called them to transformation. He called them to life. See, we're all on a journey of life. And what I love is here or in Bangkok, when I begin to sit down with people and hear their journey, most people are so afraid that they're not far enough on their journey. And yet it, your job is not to worry where you are with other people on the journey, but where you are with God. And that God has got you on a journey in transformation. And when we were in the fast, I was just blown away by the transformation that's happening in people's lives. The number one testimony in the fast was, I used to not want to read the Bible, and God has transformed my heart, and I hunger for the Word of God. That's like the best one you can have. Right? I used to not really want to do this thing because the words are boring and old. But when I sought God, he filled me, and now the word of God is alive, and it's filling me, and i got to share it, and it's coming out of my mouth, and I'm transformed. And so I don't have it all together. I'm still kind of a mess, but God is doing something because a Jesus church says, you know what God's going to do? He's going to be transforming lives. So we got to be okay with the mess because God's building a message for the future in this church. And so I celebrate with that. Amen? Amen. Titus 3, 3 through 7. You probably haven't had a verse in Titus in a while, but I thought I'd bust it out because it's good. It says, at one time we were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved to all kinds of passions and pleasures. I'm not convicting you. That was just me, so that's not you. Don't worry. Uh, we lived in malice and envy, again, still just me, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Christ Jesus our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Can I tell you, at Banner Church, there are no lost causes. At Banner Church, there are no lost causes. At this church, there is no question too hard. There is no difficulty too difficult. There are no lost causes here. There is transformation through Jesus Christ. A passion for the word. Transformed hearts. And I love that Titus verse because it says how he's doing it. You know how he's doing it? Through his Holy Spirit. It says he pours out his Holy Spirit on us. And I'm thankful for that because Christ gave us the great commission. Right, Matthew 28 
It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey every command. Surely I will be with you to the very end of the age. Can I tell you, the, the church is built for mission, but Jesus didn't send us alone. He sent us with the Spirit. See, we have a great commission, but we have an even greater helper. We have a huge mission, a huge thing that God has called this church to, and it doesn't matter. As I stood there and I looked out on, on a city of 20 million plus people and skyscrapers, as far as you could see, I went as high as I could go, and I still could only see more skyscrapers. That is a great commission. Have you flown into Phoenix lately and seen how big and vast it is? It's massive, and yet... The helper is so much greater than this city and so much grander and so much bigger because the church was built for mission. God gave us his spirit because he desires for this church to live missionally. And we all kind of go through waves. We're really on mission. But can I tell you, when I was standing there in Bangkok and I was looking out my heart, because there's so much to do. There's so much mission for a Jesus church. There's so much possibility for a Jesus church. There's so much that you want to do through a Jesus church. I don't know if you've ever been a part of this, uh, but if you really want to start disliking the church you go to, get off mission. If you really want to start disliking the city you live in, get off mission. If you really want to start disliking Katie and myself, get off mission. Trust me, it won't take long. It won't take long before everything kind of bugs you. It won't take long before things in this city kind of start to annoy you or before you give grace. It won't take too long before the things we say no longer compel you, but they anger you. See, if you get off mission, you get complacent. And when you get complacent, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. When you get away from being filled with the Holy Spirit, you're like an engine running without oil. It's just a matter of time before you explode. But can I tell you, when we're on mission and God fills us up, it's beautiful. The mission of God is beautiful. Have you thought about that recently? You have received the most beautiful purpose you could ever receive through Jesus Christ. You know what Jesus said he came to do? Luke 19, 10, he said, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And we're following in Jesus' footsteps to say that's our mission, to seek and save the lost. See, the church has not been filled with the Spirit of God so we can pat ourselves on the back and say, great presence tonight. It's filled with the Spirit of God so that we can go out. Think of it like this. Food is, is a gift, but food has multiple purposes. It's, it's to encourage and sustain. It's supposed to taste good and nourish. It's just like the Spirit of God. It, it's, it's amazing when, when, when God fills us, when you encounter more Jesus, right? It's a great feeling. But just like food, if all you do is consume it and you never use it to fuel you, you become a glutton. And some of us have become gluttons of the Spirit. And God's calling out, meaning this is supposed to fuel you to run the race because I've given you a beautiful mission. And if you would step out, you would see the miracles of the Holy Spirit in your city. And can I tell you, I rejoiced in Bangkok, but I also lamented because what we've seen is just a taste. Just a taste of what God wants to do. And can I tell you, he wants to do so much more. 
He wants to do more in Ekamai. He wants to do more in Siloam. He wants to do more in Scottsdale. He wants to do more in Tijuana. He wants to do more all over the world. Can I tell you that? He wants to do more in India. Man, there's conversations I'm having that I can't share everything with you about all the details. But can I tell you, God wants to do more. But we are the engine right here in this church believing for more. Believing for what God's going to do. I want to invite our band up real quick. I, I want to read to you what Jesus told his disciples. And uh, if you'd open your Bible real quick to Acts 1.8. It's the last scripture I'm going to share with you this morning. Because I, I believe it encourages you and empowers you for the mission. Because I want to let you know that God has encouraged and empowered us for the mission. And we just came back fired up for, for what God's going to do. So it's Acts 1.8. It says this. If you, if you like to underline things, I'm going to ask you, just underline where it says you, and then remember that it's you. It says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And someone else will be the witness. Oh, sorry, my bad. And you will be the witness in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Bandit Church, let me tell you, this church and you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, you don't got to wait any longer. You're filled. Like, you're, you're filled up. God has filled you. I've seen the Lord fill this church. You're filled up. You're not perfect. You don't have it all together. We're like, we don't all got it down. Trust me, I make mistakes daily in the sermon already. <laughs> but you're filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about what gift you have. I'm talking about you're filled up with the Holy Spirit. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, Banner Church, we're called to raise the banner of Jesus Christ in this city like never before. And when I say we, what do I mean? Let's go back. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be the witness. Can I tell you, God did not choose the person sitting next to you. He chose you. You say, well, I'm an introvert. It's okay, God still chose you. That's okay, he knew who you would be. He's not calling you to be someone else. He's calling you to be you filled with the Holy Spirit. He called you. If you're a teacher, teach. If you're a helper, help. If you're an evangelist, evangelize. If you're a sharer, share. If you're a hugger, hug. I don't care what you are, do it filled with the Holy Spirit. Because can I tell you, in Scottsdale and in Bangkok, the legacy that we will leave as Banner Church is being filled with the Holy Spirit and full of mission. What God has given us is just a taste, but there's so much more. There's so much more for those who want it. Can I tell you, if you want it, there's more. Hear me. I told this to Bangkok. I said, if you want it, there's more. Because when we underline scripture and write you, I want you to know you're a part of this. See, Katie and I, we were just your ambassadors to Thailand. Because we couldn't all go together. Somebody had to hold down the fort, so I appreciate you doing that. But we were your ambassadors to Thailand. But we weren't there as us. We were there as us. We were there together to see what God is doing in our Banner Church family as part of Banner Church. So let me tell you, I come back to bring you good news of great joy. That Jesus is alive and moving by the power of his Holy Spirit in the church. Amen.
my favorite thing. Uh, there was, uh, we were talking to these people, and we kept meeting these people, like, how did you come to the church? They said, well, someone saw me in a Starbucks, and um, they told me about Jesus, and so they led me to the Lord, and now I'm here. I was like, oh, wow. Then we met another person. It was like, how did you come? And like, well, I was at a Starbucks, and someone told me about Jesus, and so I chose to follow Jesus, and now I'm here. And I was like, okay, I have to meet, you know, whatever evangelistic Starbucks ninja this is, <laughs> and get them to come to my church, <laughs> and I'll pay for the flight. Uh, <laughs> no, don't worry, we already have them. Uh, and so we met these cows, and they're basically like, yeah, um, well, you know, we found Christ, and so we know what to do or who to tell, so we like Starbucks. So we just go to Starbucks, and we sit there, and we pray, and then we just wait for somebody to walk in, and then we just tell them about Jesus, and then they think it's great, and so they choose to follow Jesus. And I'm not telling you to do evangelism this way. I'm telling you we should celebrate that, and that we got to establish, like, a new normal. Here's what I'm here to do. I'm here to give you a fresh beginning today. Jesus said, or it says in scripture, I mean, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. I'm here to cut the wires that have been tethering you to your expectations and tell you that you're a part of a Jesus church. And so God has given you a gift through the power of the Holy Spirit to enable you for mission. So even if you're some quiet, no one could have been quieter than this person that was telling me this story about, I, could, I had to like lean in to hear them tell me this story. So if you're quiet, feel comforted in knowing you have a sister somewhere in Bangkok. Hear the story about evangelism. Can I tell you, I'm here to cut the strings of your expectations because God has called you to the same thing to share the hope of Jesus Christ in your context, to share the hope of Jesus Christ, to raise the banner of Jesus in your home to raise the banner of Jesus in your family, to raise the banner of Jesus in your work, to raise the banner of Jesus in your local Starbucks. They won't kick you out, trust me, they can't kick you out for anything at Starbucks anymore. Like if you, you know, I know we love to rant about Starbucks on Facebook, but they've just made it great for evangelism because they can't kick you out for anything now. <laughs> but he sent you to raise a banner at Starbucks. He sent you to raise a banner at your school. Even if you go to a Christian school, like all the GCU kids are like, yeah, trust me, we need a banner. <laughs> Amen. I went to a Christian school, trust me, I know. Um, <laughs> but he sent you to raise a banner, but he didn't send you alone. He sent you with the Holy Spirit. And so he's asking today, who's just going to break off the expectations? Who's going to break off your past? Who's going to break off your past failures? Who's going to break off maybe the fear of looking a little weird? And who's going to be a Jesus church? That's what God's looking for. Can I tell you, the person in Thailand leading people to, to the gospel was not more experienced than you. They were literally going and opening up their Bible and trying to find a scripture because they didn't really know anything. Finding one, reading it, liking it, and then sharing it with somebody. And the person says, I don't, how much do you know? I don't know. I don't know the answers. We should go ask the pastor. <laughs> and that's okay. But can I tell you, God is asking today of Banner Church, if we want to believe for more, I'm not talking numerically, I'm not talking about uh, systematically, I'm talking about kingdom. Who wants to be a Jesus church? Because we've already seen a taste, but can I tell you, there's so much more. There's so much more. 
I know that there's more in your family. I know there's more in your work. I know there's more in your school. I know there's more in the entertainment district. I know there's more in the arts district. I know there's even more in the cowboy town of Old Town. There's still more. There's still more. There's more in the place. And I think of the schools you work in, the hospitals you work in. There's more. There's more. There's still more. So I'm going to invite you to stand this morning. And it's a really simple thing this morning. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I love that God is a God of new beginnings. And it says his mercies are new every day. And yet this morning you're saying, you know what I would like? I kind of like a fresh start to be just filled up with the mission of God. Just be filled up with the spirit to leave this place just fired up, God. Just rejoicing in what he's already doing. Just thankful for what the transformation that he's already doing. The miracles that he's already doing. But if you're saying this morning, I want to get filled up with more of the Spirit and just empowered for the mission of God in my life. If that's who you're saying, I just want to leave this place just like, just so psyched. Like the first person that meets me just has no idea what's going to hit them because I'm just filled up and I'm ready to share the gospel. I've kept it inside enough. I've done my self-care. I've done my self-time and I know that's not over. I know I still got to heal and I know I still got to figure something out. I'm not going to send you out with answers. I'm going to send you out with the Spirit and I'm going to believe you're going to be desperate for the Word of God, and the answers are in the Word of God. They're not in my brain. But if that's you this morning, and you're saying this morning, I want to get filled up with the Spirit and sent out on mission. I want to be, I want to be a Jesus church. If that's you, would you just lift your hand up? Say, this morning, lift my hand. I lift it to heaven, and I say, God, see right here, right here, me. I want to be a Jesus church, not for my glory, not for my honor, but for yours. God, I want you to fill me and send me open doors, open ways. Maybe it's not even in Scottsdale. Maybe it's other places around the world. I want to be Jesus to whoever I meet. Open that door. I want to pray for you right now. Just keep your hands up. If you want to lift them both up, make like a little funnel. Just say, just send your spirit. We're going to pray together this morning. And after we do, I'm going to invite our worship team to worship and just declare the name of Jesus over this church. And we're going to, we're going to celebrate and declare his authority before we go up. But let's pray together this morning. God, I pray for every person right now with their hands raised. This says, I want to be on mission. But God, we know that it's not about our strength. It's not through our strength. It's through your spirit. So this morning, I pray for every hand that's raised, I pray you would fill them with your spirit. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Fill them up, God. You've uniquely gifted every person. You've sent some to be apostles, some to be teachers, some to be prophets. You've gifted some in different ways. And whatever it is, God, I pray you would overflow in their life by the power of the Holy Spirit, God. And I pray you would fill them up, God. And we're not filled up to be contained here because, God, we know just like all fruit, if we store it away in a dark place, it's only going to rot and eat itself away. But, God, you filled us up to send us out. So, God, send us on your mission, God. I pray for the grocery stores right now that don't even know what's coming to them, God, because your spirit's coming to them, the people working. God, I pray for the restaurants in Scottsdale. God, I pray for the schools. God, we lift up ASU. God, we lift up GCU to you, God. We lift up even U of A to you, God. And we pray right now that your spirit would descend upon them, that you would send your people into the mission field, into the hospitals, into the businesses, God. So fill us up right now. We desire more of you. Send us out in the mission. Empower us for the mission. 
God, because we want to be your church, wherever you're at, with your arms raised, declaring to God, can you just say, God, empower me to be your church this week. Empower me to be Jesus to someone. God, would you open a door in my family, open a door in my job, give me opportunity, give me the strength to step through it. God, we pray in the name of Jesus, as we go out, that the darkness would flee. As we go out, that the darkness would flee in this city and that the mission of Jesus Christ would continue to grow in this city. We give it to you. In the name of Jesus, we declare. Let's just declare that over in this Jesus place in Jesus.